what we do here is go back, 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 back. Why was that not number one, bro? I don't know. I, I didn't even think it. about it. Oh man, I just being so it. confused watching all of those things happen. Yep. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And just like Daniel with the white shoes, Jamarcus Russell is back at it again. <laughs> Damn it, so that is Daniel. We will be getting too soon. So before we do that, Andrew, how are you, sir? Good, man. You know, nice brisk Thursday morning before it gets to be about a buck o two. So it's a good part of the day, summertime. Gotta love it. How are you, man? I feel like I never ask you. Same thing, you know. Got a hot work day ahead of me today and all week, really. It's just triple digits this week, and it's not It's not fun. Shout out to Mel Dreamy, who's enjoying some uh, cooler weather right now. So, But, yeah, I'm doing all right. Just getting through the week. Excited to jive down on the pod, you know, and enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only 85 or 90 right now um, in yeah. the morning time, so... Enjoy it before it gets to 105. Could you imagine being me working remote and inside, dude? Like, you got nothing to complain about. Um, sorry, when you said the thing about Dan um, being on vacation, it just reminded me that what's that Zach Brown song? Zach Brown band said, I want to see you again, but I'm stuck in colder weather. That's Maybe the pod will bring us together. We'll tape again, something like that. I believe um, it's not very good. I could have yet, but Dan's in colder weather. We miss him. Be well, my friend. But yeah, we just have some relevant, not I mean, really highly irrelevant Raider news to talk about. Um, but Demarcus Russell, he went on the um, he went on a pod, not a podcast. I think it's a podcast, but it was an interview with the Pivot Podcast. Um, Ryan Clark, who's an ESPN analyst, um, and a few other fellows who I'm not very familiar with, but basically um, kind of allowed him to tell his story, story about growing up, story about um, getting drafted by the Raiders, why he ended up being a bust. Um, it, it was like an hour and a half. I didn't get through all of it, um, Mike. It sounds like you were able to work work your way through that. So, um, just some takeaways on Jamarcus just finding a way back into our lives when I feel like what's in the past is in the past, man, you know, everyone's moved on, but he's back. So uh, what were your, what were your key takeaways from that interview with Jamarcus and Ryan Clark? Yeah, it was, man, it was quite interesting to, to say the least. It was a lot. I mean, it was so much of it was when it comes down to like the best way to sum it up is in an hour and a half, Jamarcus Russell just pointed his finger at everybody else for all of the problems in his life and all of the things that happened to him. And like at one point they had to ask him, when you look back at everything, what could you say that you're responsible for? Because this is like 50 minutes into the interview, almost an hour into the interview. And they had to kind of like ask him like, what were you responsible for in all of this? They pose it in a way where they're like, when you look back on stuff, what are you responsible for within this whole thing? You know what? And he was like, he's like, I take responsibility, you know, for some of the things like, you know, 
my weight or something like that, stuff like that. You know, he's like, he's like, I don't ever regret anything. He's like, if there was times where I could have watched more film and it would have helped me, or there was times where I could have lost more weight and it would have helped me. Yeah, I could have done that. And it was just such a roundabout way of not even like admitting that, you know, he had any fault with any of this stuff going on. And it was interesting. Yeah. And and they got to, I want to say it about the hour 15 mark or whatnot. And he starts talking about something. And one of the guys on there was like, okay, now that's real talk. Now you're talking the truth. Like as if like he just hadn't been that whole time. And that's just kind of the vibe you got that they were like, they're trying to pry these questions out of him and trying to lead him, um, you know, down a certain road of just the different like controversies on, on the things that he's been in the media for throughout the years and through his you know tenure with the Raiders. And they were trying to do it delicately. Also, they I'm sure, you know, they wanted to bring stuff up without like, you know, pissing people off or, you know, insulting people. But they just kept trying to like dig a little stuff. And it was always like. The Raiders didn't set me up to succeed. How was I supposed to learn if you're not teaching me anything? And like all this stuff about like just not taking any responsibility for anything that he did or was responsible for throughout it all. So I don't know why I was surprised that that was the way things went, but it was a interesting watch in general. Yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting, and then that part that you had talked about as far as the accountability piece, that, that really struck me as well. Um, but I guess I'll step back and just kind of, for those that aren't aware of the whole story, so in 2007, um, the Raiders drafted Jamarcus Russell first overall. He was a junior coming out of LSU um, and just just a specimen from the 50-yard line, get throw from his knees and hit the goalpost, and that was like, that's enough. You know, that's enough for us to, to take him. Um so then in 2007, there was issues as far as kind of um, he held out basically all the way through um, into the first week of the season. So basically missed all of training camp. So he took him in April, first overall, held out all the way through training camp September or into September, the first week of the year. And then he signed a six-year, $68 million contract with 31 and a half guaranteed. Um, so that was, you know, the largest, the largest contract in NFL history at the time. Um, and it was believe yeah it was um still where there wasn't a rookie pay scale um to where basically um now it's, it's you know with the nflpa and new collective bargaining agreements basically you know now there's a place where it's like hey this is where for at the first overall pick this is the the max that, that you can offer, that you can get basically and it tears all the way down right so getting contracts signed and <clears throat> everything like that is a lot easier now um it's usually just about the guaranteed money so back then it was just kind of the wild wild west and like you would just negotiate your contract and wasn't anything to base it off of. So number one, he was, there was already a distraction going into the year. So um, I believe he played what, like two games. You know, I think he started one game, um, played in four um, in 2007, threw for 373 yards and three touchdowns, uh, or sorry, two touchdowns and four picks. Um, so that was in four games. And then 2008 played in, um, started, what was it? Yeah, started 15 games. 13 touchdowns, eight picks, 2,400 yards. And then we, we went, he went five and 10 in those, in the starts. And then 2009, um, played nine games, two and seven, three touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, so an illustrious career for Jamarcus Russell and just, you know, has been known as the biggest bust of all time, um, which he, he did talk about. But it's, 
it's it, it just puts the stamp on all the Raiders picks from years past. Um, and it kind of started with that. You know, there's obviously a few questionable ones before, but that just led us on a trail of just getting the the label as just a terrible drafting team. Um, but the whole story was, I mean, really, he was just someone who wasn't really he wasn't motivated. He, he didn't really care about football as much as I think he led on to. Um, I think there's a lot of things with that he pointed out within the franchise, which I think is like fair. Okay. The instability of the franchise, as far as um, head coach, you know, it was Tom Cable at the time. Um, and he was going through his stuff too legally. And it was, it, it basically like, like you said, he's like, yeah, I guess after I'm just going to point the finger at everyone else, I guess if I'll take accountability for all of that, all this stuff, you know, if I needed to work harder and study more. Yeah, dude, that's kind of the game, you know, that's kind of your job. Um, so it seemed like once he got, you know, once he secured his contract, he had 31 and a half guaranteed, 31 and a half million dollars guaranteed. And he was just like, cool. You know, so it's like, and then what's, what's crazy is you don't, you don't ever see, you know, you see a lot of busts kind of early on. And, and let's not say that Baker Mayfield is a bust necessarily. Right. But first overall played for the Browns for four years, I believe. Um, and then kind of still has this value where he can, um, even though he's shown a lot of um, disgruntledness, has shown a lot of issues against the franchise, they did the whole Deshaun Watson thing, whatever, and then he is out. But there's still, you still see those top end picks getting a second, third chance because of their top end talent, which he did have. He never came back in the league. You know, he played from 20, 2007 to 2009 and never got a shot. And it's like, you could look at it like, okay, well, I don't think it was just like, oh, that was, you know, 15 years ago. That's kind of how it happened. No, it didn't really happen then either. It's like, if you were talented enough to get a shot, even um, <laughs> Brian Bosworth got more shots and that was in the, the freaking nineties, dude. You know, it's like he clearly, it was someone that he got his money and, he, and then he tried his hand and didn't work out. There's a lot of stories. Um, I think we've talked about the whole tape, you know, getting blank tapes and they said, Hey, take a look at this team study, um, study the lions. We're playing them in the preseason, you know, on Friday, Saturday, whatever. Um, so, and they gave him blank tapes that had nothing on it. And he came back and said, coach, I think we can attack them in these situations, this, that, and the other. So, Clearly not someone who had, you know, integrity, <laughs> had really the ability to that that really wanted to take this as a very serious job. And it, it showed and it's just crazy, like because he was crazy talented. His arm was crazy talented and he just kind of ballooned up, you know, got up to like 270 to 80, maybe um, six, five, you know, big frame. But even Dante Culpepper, Cole, Cole OK, he was a big dog, but he was still sitting around 240. All right, guys. Um, so. It was just, it was an interesting interview and just obviously it's relevant because it's the Raiders and, and the, the scars that he left us where we could have gone a hundred different ways and just a waste of $30 million for someone who didn't really care about football. And there's a lot that I couldn't speak on as far as his personal upbringing and different things like that. But it's at the end of the day, everyone's responsible for, you know, for themselves. And he just doesn't seem like he's coped with it well. Um, I don't think we have either. Um, so I guess we have, we can see eye to eye there. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting interview. I don't know. I don't really want to rehash these old wounds, man, but um, it was just something that I, I thought was, was interesting. And I, I do want to watch a little bit more of it, but it clearly just a guy that, that still hasn't figured it out. And I, I would just say like, that's, that's the reason he hasn't got back in the NFL. Like, it's like, if he was just cool taking his 30 mil, then he's not going to fight and work back. And cause he, he talked about too, he's like, I could have been, you know, I could have got another shot and played under, you know, the, I think you mentioned uh, Josh McCown, the bears, 
What's that? Well, Josh McCown and um, Garcia and McNabb, that was all through the Raiders. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. He was talking he was talking about how like these vets were here and then they just shipped him out the next year and he was like, I could have learned from these guys and yeah, and all that stuff. That's but um he said that in twenty thirteen, I think he had a tryout with the Bears and then they told you know, they they told him he had to have knee surgery or something like that. Um, so didn't end up going anywhere. But um you say it was Ryan Clark? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so he was sitting there telling him, I don't know if you got this far or not and what you were referencing, but he got to a point where he's like, players that are drafted in the first round and even especially first overall picks usually have to like prove that they can't play football anymore in regards to like getting another shot and getting multiple shots. He's like, undrafted free agents, you kind of got to prove that you can play and that you're worth the shot. It's like first round draft picks, you got to prove that like you can't play at all anymore. <laughs> and kind of like, and then he's like, why do you think you didn't get another shot? And was just kind of like, kind of like saying what you were just now saying, where it's like, you know, people, that type of talent, people get shots again. And the fact that he didn't proves a lot, you know, and I, and I think if I'm not mistaken, his answer was along the lines of like, well, when people don't want you to succeed, you're not going to succeed. As if it was like, them against him they didn't want him to be good and all this stuff and it just it was such a shit show to be honest with you yeah it's it i don't know <clears throat> i mean we can just sit here and roast him all day which i could but at the end of the day it was just like bad decision by the raiders and just poor decision making by him and is going to go down as the biggest bust of all time and oh this is what i thought was hilarious is sorry last bashing point here we'll move on was he said they, Ryan Clark was like, do you consider yourself the biggest or do you consider yourself the biggest NFL draft bust in history? Um, basically something along those lines. And he's like, well, I guess if I'm considered the biggest, then that means I was the most talented. And it's like, well, sure. That's what a bust is, you know, but like, no, it's because that you were number one overall and highly talented and you were out in two years, dude. Like you barely, barely started enough games for one full season. And never returned. That's why, you know, he was just like, well, I guess people say that because of how good I was. It's like, I'm sure that's one way to spin zone it, you know? <laughs> it yeah. Just- and, he, and he was like, uh, he was like, if you're going to call me a bust, at least put biggest on that motherfucker. <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> like that's yeah. the, that's the route you're going to go. Yeah. But- whatever. Whatever. Um, anyways, an interesting interview. Um, feel free to check it out if you guys want. Um, but it's pretty, pretty interesting um, as far as the story. And, you know, not a fun story to tell um, for the Raiders, but got to look back the got to look back at the past once in a while, Mike, you know, just review the tape and be like, maybe don't give $30 million to a guy who just doesn't care. You know, that could be it. Anyways, well, we um, are going to get into Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore season that we will unveil here shortly. But Micah, please tell the people who this episode is brought to you and me and not Jamarcus by. Absolutely. Uh, This episode, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all your major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, 
money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. Uh, Andrew, if you hypothetically were to be somebody that um, made wagers on games and you were betting, anything that is coming up? You got dry balls on? Anything that you might uh, be intrigued to, to DraftKings Sportsbook it up on? Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, if I was someone that was in a state that did allow legalized betting, um, I would take a look at, you know, maybe maybe the Open. Okay, the Open is kicking off this morning, actually, ladies and gentlemen. Um, St. Andrews, okay, St. Andrews Open. And um, maybe take a look at uh, maybe take a look at Tiger Woods, okay? And now I'm not saying maybe take a look at Tiger Woods to, to win the Open. That would be very great for his illustrious career. Um, but Tiger is back. Maybe just say, hey, I'm going to bet on Tiger to make the cut. Always fun to just root for someone to make the cut. All you got to pay attention to is Thursday, Friday, because moving day is Saturday, and that's when the um, cuts are made. Maybe take a look at Tiger to make the cut. Or if you're interested as far as taking, you know, hey, who do you think is going to win? I don't know. Maybe keep your eyes on Cam Smith, okay, Rory McIlroy. Some guys that Cam Smith is hot, okay, so hot right now. He's an Australian. He's got a mullet. He's awesome, right? Rory McIlroy. He's British and Irish, you know, so like he's very familiar across the pond how they get down on the golf course. So take a look at a few guys like that. Maybe bet on Tiger Woods to make the cut, have some fun this week. Bet responsibly, bet. Make sure if you are betting, you're betting in a legal state. Um, and if you're going to bet, bet through DraftKings. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And the best part of all is that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Great. Well, um, we are back. We are back to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore season, man. I love Mount Rushmore season because it does give us some just some fun content to do during the dog days. Like we mentioned, as always, it's the dog days. It's July, but we're two weeks out of training camp. But we'll have some content to roll out. We're gonna actually have a few, um, few surprising things coming up. Um, some an interesting interview that we have scheduled, which is gonna be very exciting. But we will bury the lead right now and not address it. We will get onto Mount Rushmore. And last week we did the Mount Rushmore of um, sporting events that you wished you could have been in attendance to. Right, sporting events that you wish you could have been attended to could have been any sport, it could have been any year. Now, this one is going to be a Mount Rushmore of fictional sporting events that you wish you could have attended. So, I'm very excited for this because basically, fiction is not real. Um, so, we're just going to do the inverse not real sporting events that you wish you could have been. So, mostly movies, fellas and ladies, not you, Jamarcus. But, Micah, do you want to kick it off? Do you want to start? You can go first. I think I think I did go first last time. I think you did. Okay, so Mount Rushmore of non-fictional sporting events, not real sporting events you wish you could have been in attendance to. And for my number one, I'm going to go with the 18th hole, Happy Gilmore versus Shooter McGavin. Oh, man, so much. He gets ran over. The tower falls. He's got to hit it through. Oh, man, I wish I could have been there. Happy Gilmore, my 1-1, takes down Shooter McGavin. Take that Shooter. And then uh, then Shooter takes the green jacket. Okay, Big Dog's like, I believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. And then just chases him down. Oh, great, great movie. That's my 1-1. You're up. Back-to-back, Mike. 
Dang. Absolutely stole my one, one, two. And what's even worse is my one, two, I think doesn't count because it's based on a true story, <laughs> but it was in a movie. So I am going to go with the Triwizard Tournament, Harry Potter. <laughs> Watching all of those, and I don't know if I'm able to take the whole tur- the tournament as a whole. Yeah, but yeah. Really, it's an event. And it's dark, right? But seeing at the end Harry Potter come back through with a deceased Cedric Diggory, that would have been that would have been rough. But like just everything that went down, fighting dragons, uh, having to fight mermaid people underwater uh, while you're trying to save your best friends, just all that, and then finding out that he battled Voldemort in this, you know, secret portal from the trophy it was, uh, you know, I just think would be electric all around so triwizard tournament one one for me and then rolling over into my two one i don't know what you want whatever you want to call it my second pick i am gonna go with first game that henry rowan gardner played um when he got to suit up and oh man that's actually a bad pick i'm gonna take that back um same movie but um the very last game that henry rowan gardner played um, where, what's his name? I forget his name, but he's like, give me one more. And then he comes in and then he does the floater to Heater or Hedo. And uh, yeah, that game would be would be on my list. Seeing Rowan Gardner pitch for the first time would be fantastic. But that last game is really where yeah. it needs to go. So. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rocky Four. Rocky taken down. Ivan Drago, I think that's that's what I would go with. There's a lot of good Rocky flicks, um, but taking down the Russian, Rocky Four is going to be my number two pick. Feel good about that. America, you know, this could have been back on our Fourth of July Mount Rushmore. But favorite things to do on Fourth of July: watch Rocky take down Ivan Drago. Okay, so on my list, fictional um, sporting events you would like to be a part of. And now my <laughs> my third one is going to be. All right. Yep. I feel good about this. My third one's going to be Average Joe's taking down Globo Jim in the dodgeball tournament. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> it was coming to my mind just now as you were talking, and I'm like, mother. Yep. That's that's my number. Yeah, my number three. Um, just what a tr- true underdog story. It says it on the title, guys. You know, um, it's a true underdog story. Vince Vaughn taking down Ben Stiller. Gosh dang. Great flick. Great comeback story. Always bet for the underdogs. Just like bet for Tiger to make the cut. He's plus two after one hole. Okay, so he double boat to first hole, guys. But a lot of golf left. Um, all right, Micah, you're up. All right, so these are going to be my last two picks. I guess I'm going to go with another Vince Vaughn triumph um, when in old school when they do the triathlon um, and to to show that they truly are a part of the school and can can stay open as a frat or That's whatever it is whenever they is and, and uh, Vince Vaughn is on the um the circle handlebars with a cigarette in his mouth and just like pulling up on it and like leveling out it's pretty fantastic so I'm gonna go old school um and then for my last pick it was kind of one of the more um insignificant games in the movie but um the fourth of July game from Sandlot that game just seemed so cool and so fun Benny hitting bombs, the fireworks going off in the background. I had a different number four pick that I can't think of right now, but I'm going to go with that one. Sandlot, 4th of July game. That was on my list too. Love it. Those are good picks, man. 
So my fourth pick, I'm going to stick with America, and I'm going to go Mighty Ducks D2. Okay, Team USA versus Iceland. Just a great story. Love the Mighty Ducks series. Um, you know, Gordon Bombay is out there. They introduced the Flying V. Um, they got the Bash Bros. Um, they had the villain who's the Iceland coach with the slick back hair. The goalie. Yes, exactly. That's that first knuckle puck. I mean, just a great, great flick. My first Mighty Ducks was great. Um, the second one, they added some new cast, brought in America. It's closing out my list. Wish I could have been there to witness those guys take them down. That's fantastic. And the back had it made it to number four. It was, you know, I definitely wish I would have done more research into into getting these, but I think we both had some great lists. Um, honorable mention, which I, I would have picked over Sandlot, but the final battle in Karate Kid where he gets mm-hmm. his leg swept and then he's just playing off of one leg and just yep. drop kicks him in the face. So That's a great one. Maybe just uh, the original Space Jam. Uh, yeah. just, <laughs> my God. Why was that not number one? Bro? I don't know. I, I just didn't even it. think about it. Oh man, I just being so it. confused watching all of those things happen. Yep. Yeah, you're like I'm in Tune Land right now. Um, Michael Jordan has a long arm um, at the very end, and there's aliens. So um, another honorable mention from that movie: um, the very end where Michael gives the other guys their powers back, and then they just play a little pickup game. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun to, just to witness them getting their powers back. That would be cool. Maybe uh, just Joanna Man, you know, <laughs> just just watching, just being in the crowd when Joanna Man's just dicing up, going 30, 10, and 6 against um, females. This isn't a, you know, a female shaming. I'm just saying Joanna Man was a pretty problematic movie, um, which could never be released during today's time. Um, Any uh, Washington College basketball game? After, um, uh, six man. after the brother d- dies and he's helping him out in the six man, mm-hmm. um, the Marlon Wayne's Marlon uh, Wayans, brother yeah. in, in the movie, his brother dies and then he, he helps him out. So any game that, that was just, he was balling out or any, any game with Lil Bow Wow and like Mike <laughs> where he was balling out because of the shoes. So. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm just going to pull the list of just like honorable mentions slash what we missed. Um, Hoosiers, that would have been a great one. Major League. Is Hoosiers not a real story? Oh, no. It is based on a real story. Right. No, you're right. It might have been based on true events. True events. Which might, which might count for it mm-hmm. to be a fictional game. Yeah. Um, Bull Durham. I'm just going to reference Bull Durham again. <laughs> that wasn't on the pod. It was just a different one. A League of Their Own. You know, not a bad one. Just watching drunk Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the long, the water boy, <laughs> the mud dogs winning the bourbon bowl. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Replacements. Dude, we're, we're terrible. No. We're terrible. I think this is this. why we do it. Yeah, I know it is because we think surface we that we're like, yeah, man, that's it's good though. Slogan, this is why we play. Yeah. This is why we or this is why I'm hot. That's a song. Reference from the two, from the like mid 2000s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad news bears. Um, okay, I think I'm done reading lists yeah. here. Or um, just the, did you say the longest yard already? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, very happy with this list. Very happy with this Mount Rushmore. We'll keep it going. Like I said earlier, training camp starting in two weeks out. Um, we'll get some, maybe some position battles um, coming into training camp, get you guys a preview heading into the start of the calendar year. I guess it's already kind of started. It never stops really, but very excited. As mentioned before again um have a very fun interesting 
cool interview lined up um, here in a couple weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yep. two weeks. So, but that's all we're gonna stay, say. Stay tuned for that. That's all I'm gonna say because I'm not a lot. Mike is the one that can has the ability and authority to say more than me. That's all we have to say on the war in Vietnam. Correct. Correct. Um, but Raider Nation, love you guys. Send us your Mount Rushmore ideas too. We're gonna keep rocking and rolling here. Send us where we missed. I think we read off a good list as far as honorable mentions, biggest miss, but um, it's the off season. Get ready for training camp. I know I am. I know Mike is too. So peace out. Love you guys. Sit down until training camp starts. You have two weeks to sit down, then stand back up because it's go time. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcast. Go check out the website, RaiderTakePodcast.com. Check out all of our merch we got. Uh, go listen. Go watch the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Notify. Notify. I think I'm notify now. Hit them notifications. <laughs> notify yourself. Mm-hmm. All those things. So Notif- Notify uh, yourself, yeah. too, if you need to. Yeah, notify it. So uh, we love y'all. We will see you next week. Peace.